This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to episode 114 of Taylor Talk. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. And I'm Steve. How's everyone doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. The uh, awards were tonight. The People's Choice Awards. Yeah. Those ones. Taylor didn't go. No, she didn't go, but she did walk away with an award. She walked away with Favorite Country Music Artist. How did she walk away with an award if she didn't go? (laughs) Okay, maybe she didn't physically walk away carrying the award, but she won it. She's probably going to get it, like, mailed to her house, and then... She'd be like, oh, that's cool. Well, it's funny because she just did get the, posted the video on Instagram. She did get mailed an award or got an award in the mail. Yeah. Or something like that. That'd be awesome. Um, Which one was that? That was the MTV VMA. VMA. That happened months ago. I wonder why they're just sending it to her now. I don't know. But she got a little moon man. Yeah. It's on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. So congrats, Taylor. Round of applause for Taylor Swift, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so something we got a cool kind of tweet earlier. I don't know if you guys saw it yet, but at 13 Tay Swifties on Twitter tweeted Scott Borchetta, the CEO of Taylor's record label, and uh, tweeted him with the hashtag all too well at the Grammys. Please, Scott, Swifties beg. And Scott Borchetta actually replied and said, great idea. We'll pass it along. Do you wow. think that was sarcasm or he was serious? Like, oh, hey, cool. Because sometimes he's a little iffy with his tweets, you know what I mean? He doesn't seem that sarcastic, though. It's in all caps like all the rest of his tweets are. (laughs) I I just wish Maya was here to rub that one in her face because she was very against the idea. Yeah, I I know she was. I feel like if she does perform that song, it's going to be awesome and I might cry. But I don't expect it to happen. No, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that Scott Borchetta said that. I, I didn't really think it warranted uh, an in-depth discussion or analysis because we've already talked in a well, past episode about it. But Well, what do we think it's going to be, though? Because we questioned about a Grammy performance. Now we know she is performing at the Grammys. So what is she going to perform? Mm-hmm. We don't know, Steve. Well, yeah, I know, but, but we're supposed mm-hmm. to try to make an educated guess. We're supposed to pick a Taylor Swift song. She's going to do all too well, Steve, because Scott Borchetta said so. No, that girl said so. No, because actually 13 Tay Swifties said so. Yeah, Yeah. but Scott Borchetta agreed. He's passing (laughs) the information along. He didn't actually agree. He's just passing the information. No, the the question is, because it is the Grammys. When it comes to music, the Grammys is huge. So the question is, is Taylor near that fifth album enough that she could actually even release what may be the first single from no. her upcoming no, it's, album. No, it's far too early. No. Steve. I mean, okay. I I wish you were right, but her first single for the next CD usually comes out around in August, I think. Well, yeah, so about, t- about two early. months before the album drops. But right. we're still assuming that she's dropping her album about, what, September, October, November. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She The way she's talked, it could be sooner. I don't know how much sooner. I don't know if Grammy's time sooner, but... Yeah, well, not Grammy's time, but what if she released her album maybe May or something like that instead of September, October, November? Well, Steve, I think I think a lot of Taylor's fans have misinterpreted her comments in interviews about it potentially coming sooner than expected. I think really what Taylor meant is the fact that it's going to feel really soon because time just flies. Okay. 
And particularly in her world, I'd imagine like she blinks and it's like the next year already, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because she's so busy all the time. That's what I think Taylor means is that it it's going to feel like it's not that far away. Like when it finally comes, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's already here. That that's what that's my opinion. OK, so so is it all too well? Is it sweeter than fiction? What is it going to be? Just throw one out there. What is she nominated for? I cannot remember right now. Greedy Adam. I think it was wasn't that Begin Again or was that? Yeah, she is nominated for that song. So I mean, she she could sing that one because it's nominated. Yeah, I feel like typically performances are based upon the song that is nominated for the award. Yeah, I mean, she's done some different. Heck, she did the thing with with Stevie Nicks in 2010. Maybe it's a collaboration. Maybe it's just a special song that. You know, they're going to yeah. have a whole bunch of people perform together or something like that. So That could happen. It, it could maybe even not be a Taylor song, technically, right? Uh, maybe, but I don't know. I, I just, I really didn't want to go too in-depth into it this episode because we've done that discussion before. Oops, it happened. Sorry. Yep. I know. You guys <laughs> but, just... But we ha- sorry, but we have the background that she... We always questioned if she was going to perform at the Grammys. We know it's a fact. Now it's just a matter of what song is it. Right. So. Yeah, so, but Steve, we'll find out soon enough. The Grammys are coming up soon. Don't you worry your pretty little mind, Steve. <laughs> see see what I did there? I, I see. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> but um, the reason I didn't want to go too in-depth is because we got a lot to talk about, including I wanted to do a quick little follow-up on the last episode. Just to recap, we were talking about Taylor's potential release strategy based upon the fact that Beyonce just released something very quietly. For those who didn't listen to episode 113, in a nutshell, what happened is Beyonce just like basically what woke up one day and is like, hey guys, I have a new album. And yep. uh, Idol Swifts on uh, Twitter tweeted us and said, fun fact about the Beyonce album, less than 30 people knew about its release. Hmm. Now, we haven't had a chance to verify that, so we, you know, we're not 100%. We're taking Idle Swift's word on it. But if that's the case, that blows my mind because there was no leak, no information that got out. But I that mean, would, they, that would be why. If you don't have to do crazy marketing to release your new album, there's going to be less people involved. So I don't know if 30 may be the correct number here or not, but there are guaranteed to be less people involved with her album release than previous album releases that include all the fanfare right but before we go too in depth uh, on that let's talk about an article that stephanie emailed in because this all ties together i didn't mean to cut you off there steve but it all ties together basically stephanie sent us an article in the huffington post that talks about beyonce's release strategy and the lack of not marketing, the non-marketing, if you will. That's how they refer to it in the article. But a quote I pulled out of the article says, But if you had the privilege to perform at the presidential inauguration, the Super Bowl, a full run of sold-out world tour, and had your music and face on repeat Pepsi commercials year-round with an HBO documentary and H&M catalog following, would you actually need to promote a new album? And that's obviously referring to everything Beyonce had going on in 2013. And I thought this article was brilliant because it occurred to me, like in Taylor's case, you know, we're talking about how Beyonce had similar sales numbers, first week sales numbers and things like that, as Taylor's Red did. Mm-hmm. Does Taylor actually need to put on a big production? No. I don't think she does, yeah. 
I mean, she's been in the spotlight. She performs. She's performed at award shows. She's gone on a world out or sold out world tour. It's just very interesting to me. There's a couple artists out there. Um, Adele would be another one that their albums are highly anticipated that they could get away with not doing a lot of promotion. I think that's what Beyonce, she knew that she didn't have to promote it. And worst case scenario, if her album was not as successful releasing it this new way of not promoting it, if you will, then they could have blamed it on that. And change it up the next time around. Exactly. But I mean, to she had the luxury of doing that, though. Not all artists have the luxury of not promoting their album, the normal channels and get away with it. You're right. And to steal a word from the article, it was just clever. The reason being is because any way you cut it, a promotional effort. We love Taylor. She did the whole week-long thing for the Red release, but that is very salesy. That is for the purpose of selling the album. What Beyonce did was all the subtle promotions leading up to it, just keeping her face in the public, keeping her fan base active, and then all of a sudden releasing it, and then she didn't actually have to sell it. There was no sales involved. It was a very subtle form of marketing. But that album was, in fact, very heavily marketed in the sense that Beyonce, as an individual and an artist, was heavily marketed. And likewise, Taylor is very heavily promoted and marketed and always in the spotlight all the time. Correct. (laughs) Totally with you. I left you guys speechless. But but, but would it make sense for Taylor to do the same thing as Beyonce in that case? No, No, it wouldn't. I think Only because you do need not- to do the right amount of promotion on an album. The question is, would Beyonce's album be even more popular had she at least promoted it a little bit more than she did? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't think so, Stephen. I'll tell you why. Because the people that are going to buy Beyonce's album are the people that are going to buy Beyonce's album. Mm-hmm. By promoting it, the only way her album sales could have been bigger is if she somehow found a unique way to attract a new audience. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think it would have been any bigger because, I I mean, that's tricky. Uh, right. Taylor, you know, with her $1.2 million in the first week of uh, Red, those were $1.2 million of her fans that were going to buy it regardless of the promotion. Every, right. single, of those, every single one of those $1.2 million would have absolutely bought Taylor's album, whether she did the release week or not. It was sort of those residual sales, the ones that came later on, the ones that are happening right now. People are buying Red a year and a half later. It's those ones that are the new audience. And those didn't come as the result of an effort and a promotion. Those came as the result of us as fans telling our friends, hey, you should check out Taylor's new album. It's fantastic. Right, but I think part of it is what Taylor does is Club Red and the Tea Party is a prime example where she is one of the only artists that rewards fans the way that she does. And part of her marketing of her new album was to have the live chat where she invited fans to join her to, you know, reveal the cover and the first single off it and everything like that. Uh, The Taylor followers up in New York that followed her around to all the different venues that she went to promoting her album. That's Taylor's way of doing it. Right. She utilizes fans, Steve. You're right, 100%. But I am still firmly of the belief that the first week album sales are people that would buy it regardless because I, it's, I, I hate to call it wasted effort because 
marketing is never wasted effort, in my opinion, or at least it's not for Taylor, but she didn't need it. It was unnecessary. I think her sales numbers would not have really fluctuated from what they actually were had she not done that release week and not done Taylor followers and things like that. I think her release numbers would have been the same. I, I completely agree with you. And actually, later in the article, I don't know if you had any more points on that, but later in the article, one of the things that they said is it actually is really pointing out how the music industry is changing. And I think that's a significant part there is is the music industry is not this, the same formulas don't get you results anymore. You, you got to look at, for instance, uh, well, Lucy Hale is, is one of the new country artists that they're really promoting. And what it is, is they almost need people that already have a fan base. Before you could just, you, you know, it was you had nobody that, that knew who you were and you had great music you put out there and everyone all of a sudden started listening to you but now you almost need to have a fan base may it be that you're um already in tv movies that kind of stuff well, and then you Steve, try to get a singing career from that selena gomez another prime example Demi see, Lovato. that that is exactly correct and speaking to that point if you go all the way back to episode 20 I know this is going way episode back, almost 20? almost a hundred episodes back. It was like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Not quite oh, five years ago, considering the show's been around a little more than two. But going all the way back to episode 20, we had Rick Barker here on the show. He was Taylor's former manager. He was her manager back in the day, some of the early days, during a lot of her initial sales and her rise to fame, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things he said was that the industry is changing and he said that's why a lot of these look for example we talked in recent episodes about you know big machines deal with the show nashville how nbc the voice how big machine has picked up danielle bradbury and cassidy pope and basically what he was kind of explaining to us is that record labels really love artists that have a built-in audience because they don't want to build your audience from scratch anymore right because they don't have to no, they can There's find no someone who's a YouTube celebrity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in the industry, and it makes sense that the industry is changing. Every industry has kind of gone through this. You look at magazines and newspapers with dealing with online. The newspapers and that that ignored having an online presence aren't around anymore. I mean, they've merged or folded up. Uh, you look at the, the TV industry. All of a sudden, reality shows, well, wait a minute, you don't even have to be famous. We make you famous because you're just a regular Joe, and all of a sudden, you know, they they didn't need all the actors and actresses that they previously had in some of the shows. They had a whole new way to push shows out there. You're right, Steve, and wrapping it back around to Taylor and what we were talking about and just kind of bringing it all together is the fact that I think Taylor will and can, can and will, however you want to word that, she can and will continue to do big spectacles for her releases because that's what she likes to do, not because that's what she needs to do. Her marketing and what (laughs) sells her albums is her constantly being in your face all the time. She's performing at award shows. She's touring. She's doing all kinds of events. She's on the cover of magazines. Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. That is what's selling her albums, not release week. Release week is just for fun. It's a big celebration of the release. It's not really marketing, in my opinion. Absolutely. 
Couldn't have said it better myself. Everything I say, you guys are just speechless. I must be that amazing. <laughs> no, that no, that that's exactly <laughs> it. She, she, she's gonna promote it how she likes to promote it. It's, mm-hmm. She she doesn't need to promote it a certain way. Exactly. That that's it. So I think that was a good recap of the last episode. So I hope we kind of um, added a little more to our last discussion. And thank you to Idle Swifts on Twitter and also Stephanie for emailing you know, those tidbits that you were able to share with us were actually really useful to help us expand upon what we discussed in episode 113. If you missed 113, definitely go back and check it out. It was a really great discussion, kind of like this one, but, well, a lot longer and more in depth. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, on on uh, our midweek episode, we'd love to answer your Ask FM questions that you submit to us. So, first one I pulled off the Ask FM channel was from Nozomi, who asked... If you were not a Swifty, what artist would you be a fan of? Justin Bieber. Uh, Are you sorry. Kidding? Yes, I'm kidding. <laughs> Steve. You know, to me, it's I, I I like all sorts of music. I listen to all sorts of music. The difference to me is Taylor was the first artist that I actually wanted to go to concerts and like wherever they happen to be. So, so she's the first one. So there's no one else you're really passionate about right now. Is there anyone you're uh, like? There's, ah. I, I love music. I'm passionate about almost all the stuff I listen to, but that doesn't make me want to go to the concerts, which is the difference that I have with Taylor versus anybody else. I've never, even in my past, I've never been that interested in going to concerts as I became with Taylor. Name your second favorite artist, Steve. Right now? Yes, Steve, right now. Right now. Right now, as we speak. The first person that that comes to your mind. Right now, it's probably Haim. I don't know who that is, but thank you Heim for sharing. <laughs> Are you going to share who Haim is? Uh, well, I forget I, it. I Diane. The, I mentioned on the last episode there briefly. <laughs> I know, kind of I did, synth, but I, I didn't want to sound kind of I, I didn't want to sound like a big dum-dum and like ask you, oh, who's that? Like I, I wanted right. to sound like I knew what you were talking about, so right. I, I'd let you go with it. I still don't know what he's talking about. Maybe we will go look him up after. <laughs> Diane, if you were not a Swifty, what artist what would you be a fan of? <laughs> Ed Sheeran. That's cheating, but How okay, is I'll that go cheating? with it. My personal awesome. favorite that I am also a uh, big fan of, besides Taylor, is Train. I love Train. Mm. Choo choo. <laughs> didn't, didn't they retweet one of your tweets one time? They did. They retweeted me once. It was awesome. I was very excited. <laughs> it was so nice. I think more celebrities need to do that because it made me feel very special, even though they retweet a lot of people. Do you go to? A, would you go to a lot of their concerts if you weren't going to Taylor concerts? I've been to one already, Steve, and it yeah, but, was fantastic. But would you go to to multiple ones and that kind of stuff? Would you go kind to their next do with tour? I don't know if it would be to the extent of Taylor, but if there were multiple in my region of the country, absolutely. The one I did go to, in fact, was actually in Southern California. It wasn't even here in Vegas. But if they were like here, Southern California, maybe Phoenix, I would. I would not cross the country for them. Like I went to New York to see Taylor and speak now. So, I would so not what you're do saying that. is there's no one that would be quite like Taylor if Taylor wasn't around to listen to. No, but I mean, I also don't run a podcast called Train Talk. Why not? I, I don't. Maybe I will, Steve. <laughs> but if you didn't have Taylor Talk, would you have started a train podcast? Maybe that should be the follow up question. I doubt it. Um, 
I so don't no think one I compares the Taylors with the moral of the stories here. Yeah, basically, like I can't think of yeah, pretty much. Person. But I just think Nozomi was just trying to get to know us a little better with the question and see what other music we're into, not whether or not they compare to Taylor. So thank you, Nozomi. I hope we answered your question for you. Another question off the Ask FM was an anonymous question. This one, well, it doesn't really warrant a long discussion, but maybe a brief one. Will the new album be labeled country in terms of its genre? Yes. I think so, you too. You think so? Yeah. iTunes just does that. Because it's... They're just like, Taylor Swift's She's on country. a country record label. It's That's gonna true. Be, that it's going to be true. labeled right. as country. Regardless what the music on it sounds like, it's still considered country. That makes sense. Perfect. Next question. <laughs> Next question's a little more in-depth. I like this question. I'm going to preface this by saying I actually know the answer to it. But for the sake of discussion... You know the answer? I do know the answer. How did you but find out the answer? Looked it up. But for the Steve, do, do not cheat. Do not cheat. For the sake of discussion, let's see what conclusion you guys come to. I'm going to get All my right? phone out and look it up. The question was an anonymous one that said, is it just me or does Katy Perry's song International Smile sound like it could be about Taylor? A lot of descriptions in that song match Taylor. So what I did was I went through line by line. Steve, are you still there? I don't want you looking that up on I'm Google. I'm not looking up. No, I'm not looking up. I'm looking, okay. at, I'm looking at the lyrics to this song. All right. So what I did was I went through line by line and I highlighted for you guys here in our, our notes that we're following. In red, I've highlighted lines that could be related to Taylor. In blue, I did lines that kind of disprove it being about Taylor. So let's just start from the top, shall we? There's a, a chunk of lines in here in the first verse that say, Peach pink lips, yeah, everybody stares. You think you've seen her in a magazine. It's like she walked right out of your dreams. Black Ray-Bans, you know she's with the band. Passport stamps, she's cosmopolitan. About Taylor or not? No. Well, those I mean, lines. I, I mean, I can see no. some of those lines, especially the Ray-Bans and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Taylor has become synonymous with those black Ray-Bans. She does love the black Ray-Bans. Um, she has been on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. True. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but she is the girl of my dreams, so that line fits. Is she on passport stamps, though? <laughs> I mean, she travels all over the world, well, I'm Steve. I'm sure she has a lot of passport stamps. Right. Um, She's in and out of other countries all the time. The line that makes me think that it's not about her is the line where um, – it says she has, what was it, peach pink lipstick. Taylor wears It red. doesn't say lipstick. It says lips. And when Taylor does the naked lips, she does have pink lips. I don't like that look. I don't care if you <laughs> like the look or not. When Taylor is not wearing her red lipstick, she has pink lips. Am well, I wrong? So does every other female. True. Like, it could be about anybody then. Just because her lips are peach pink when she's not wearing l lipstick doesn't mean it's about her. Like... Lots of girls fit that mold. And I think it really could be about like a fake person in a song. Like it doesn't have to be about Taylor. It could be just someone that- A fictional? Yeah, that, that um, she made up. Maybe. Katy Perry. Well, let's keep going with these lines, right? The, there's another line after that that says, yeah, she runs a place at Penny Lane. That kind Beatles of disproves- reference. What? <laughs> it did sound like a Beatles Yeah, reference. it is. Kind this, of. Well, Penny Lane is, is a place. Right. Which Diane constantly brags that she's been to because she knows I'm a big Beatles fan and she does that stuff. It was so fun. <laughs> anyway, so Penny Lane, as far as I know, Taylor does not run a place at Penny Lane. Assuming that's referring to the location in England. Well, 
at the actual place there isn't really stuff going on there's like a bus stop and a place to get your hair cut like there's there's nothing (laughs) (laughs) so whoever the haircut person is that's who the song's about i guess so if they run a place in penny lane yeah so it's the hairstylist at penny lane perfect now we know exactly who it's about Uh, next next question ne- next one i didn't actually <laughs> highlight this i forgot to but from tokyo to mexico to rio as far as i know taylor has not been, been to, to mexico, mexico or rio she's been to rio at least she's for a performance Brazil? yeah okay she, she performed on some show down there okay but she needs so, to go to mexico yeah she does she's a Shout lot out of to mexican, mexican swifties fans. listening yeah yeah so i don't know mexico she hasn't been to at least for performance maybe she's been there on vacation at some point in her life but Okay, next section. That girl's a trip, a one-way ticket, takes you miles high, so high. I think that's against it being about Taylor. It doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't see how that yeah, It doesn't make any sense, Taylor. right? I mean, it's it's it would be nice if, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of cool. But I also should have mentioned this is the chorus. Okay. So if it was, okay. in my opinion, if it was, in fact, about Taylor, it would be very blatantly obvious in, in the, the chorus. chorus. Right. Yeah. So that those lines kind of disprove it. But then the chorus picks up a little bit with the fact that because she's got that one international smile. Catch her if you can. Yeah, she's so in demand. Mm. I mean, that's totally Taylor. Sure, that could be Taylor. I mean, I think those lines apply to Taylor, but I don't know if it means the song's about her because I don't think it is. That's my stance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, in favor of Taylor, Diane, you got to help me with this line here because it's got a little bit of French in there. Ooh. Right here, read that one for me. She's got that je ne sais quoi, you know it. Which means? You don't know what. Well, basically like the X factor. So interpreting it, it's like the X factor. It's like there's something about her that makes you love her and you just really can't pinpoint specifically what it is. Yes. That sounds like Taylor to me. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't sound convinced, but whatever. I mean, that could apply to a lot of different right. it could, cool people. It could, it could make sense. I'm, I'm, I'm still with you. You, you. you have yet to prove that, that it's not Taylor is Taylor. But well, I, I've been be proving Taylor. both I'm directions, totally Steve. Mm. I've, been, I've been providing evidence in favor and against. Right. Ooh. But another line I highlighted here, but she's pole dancing so fancy free. No, Ooh. no, that's Miley Cyrus. That's not Taylor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag burn. Mm. Yeah, but she did that once a long time ago. <laughs> that's true. However, while that doesn't, that's not characteristic of Taylor in the slightest, who's to say that it can't be a song based on Taylor, but not word for word exactly about her? But if the song is based on Taylor, why would there be a reference to a to pole, pole dancing? Dance? <laughs> like, that has nothing to yeah. do with Taylor. To yeah. throw you off the... I mean, I'm sure there are some guys out there who would like to see Taylor do that, but I don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop there. Stop there. Diane's getting inappropriate on the show. It's a joke, you guys. But, but, but Adam, with that line, now I'm really starting to go to the, it's not about Taylor. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Try to bring me back. All right. She dances to her own beat. Mm. That's true. That is true. Can you embellish either of you? She has an interesting way of dancing. Come on, like, cruise. Prime yeah. example. Like Dancing when she the makes the motions to every part of the song. Like, I don't know. Okay. How about, because she's the muse and the artist, always leaves the trail of stardust. I like that. When I heard that line, I thought of Starlight, actually. Or not yeah. Starlight. Uh, yeah, Starlight. Well, Starlight. Stardust. Stardust. Stardust, Starlight. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I also thought of the lucky one. It, it presented the same visual image in my head as the lucky one. Mm-hmm. Any I, comments I was, on that? I was that? thinking of the former Las Vegas hotel, the Stardust, the casino. Yeah, that got blown up, Steve. I got know. Blown up. I used to go there. Yeah, that's what they do with hotels when they're done with them. It's kind of cool. Actually, technically, they implode, not explode. But yes, awesome. I'll, I'll have to explain the science to you later, <laughs> Diane. When we're not talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Um, another odd line and another Beatles reference, for that matter, because she's a little bit of Yoko and she's a little bit of Ono. For those who don't know, Yoko Ono was John Lennon's wife. John Lennon is one of the Beatles. Um. Is, the, is that a compliment or not a compliment? Because I know that some people have mixed feelings. I, know I don't I know. I don't feelings. like Yoko Ono personally. Yeah, I'm not super big a fan. But but we're not talking about whether or not we like Yoko Ono. I'm just saying I don't think Taylor Swift and Yoko Ono have anything in common at all. I mean, they're artsy, but... Yeah, but Yoko was total, like, revolution, hippie, like... Very contemporary art artist, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they were both very artistic people. Well, Taylor still is an artistic people, or she's artistic an artistic person. person. And Yoko Ono could be. I don't know anything about her in her current life, but um, mm-hmm. I just thought that was an odd line, kind of against it. But I mean, those are more or less the lines I've highlighted. So hmm. let them brew for a second. Like, just think about it. Think about it. Letting them brew. Now I can't tell. If our uh, anonymous friend who an- or asked this question believes it is or isn't about Taylor, when I first heard it, I was leaning towards it being about Taylor because the beginning of it is very, very Taylor. The pink lips, the Ray-Bans, the Cosmopolitan passport stamps. But then there's a few things. The odd Beatles references in there, Penny Lane, Yoko Ono, those are not Taylor. So I'm going to ask my two panelists here before i reveal the answer diane about taylor or someone else i think it's about a fictional character fictional character steve i do not think it's about taylor because there's nothing in there about cats (laughs) perry and and taylor swift both love cats and both talk about cats on twitter to each other sometimes so in that case uh, a follow-up question about a fictional character or about a human (laughs) it seems almost too specific that to me it seems like it has to be a real person at least was based on there may be some falsehoods in there but in general i think it is based in nonfiction. steve right diane wrong wait what steve is right diane is wrong who is it it's actually about a friend of Katy perry named mia moretti who's a dj well, that kind of makes sense what does with the she whole beat like? thing. Do you have a picture? Um, do does I have, have a picture? PhD? I can show you a picture later. <laughs> like when we're not in the middle of recording an episode of Taylor Talk. Oh, I was just curious. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, in short, Mia Moretti's a DJ, obviously a very popular DJ, travels all over, does that whole thing. Uh, I did find a picture of her on Google Images wearing Ray-Bans. So is she from the UK? Or not? Th- that's a good question. I don't know a whole lot about her. I didn't research her in depth. Okay. But to answer our anonymous friend's questions, it's not about Taylor, despite having very similar references to things in Taylor's okay, life. Okay, hold on. How do you know it's about this girl, Mia? Did Google. Katy Perry say, like, hey, this is about my friend? Or does it... I don't know if Katy Perry specifically said that, but multiple resources online okay. validated that. Okay. So... 
it wasn't just like one place, like some random blog. Like I found it in a different, I found it on a Wikia page. I found it somewhere else. I, I can't remember, but there's a few different sources that point towards Mia Moretta. Moretti, and, and, and a right? lot of those lines start to make a lot more sense too, especially the, that girl's a trip and it's a one way ticket takes you miles high and high and that kind of stuff. Like that kind of stuff is you go to a, you know, a DJ's there and dancing around and the whole club. thing about the beat. Yeah. 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 And even the pole dancing, you know, a lot of clubs have pole dancers and that kind of stuff. So. Right. Exactly, makes, Steve. Makes exactly. Sense. So it's not about Taylor. Sorry, y'all. Darn it. Darn it. Anyway, I think that just about wraps it up for episode 114. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be a cowboy there for a minute. Oh. I like cowboys. They're cool. Cause you like Luke Bryan. I do. Luke Bryan. I'm. I'm saying it publicly. It. Luke Bryan's my man crush. Yeah. He's also my man crush. <laughs> Taylor's my woman crush. Luke Bryan's my man crush. They're my country crushes. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Did I just creep you out, Steve? I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's wrap this episode up. <laughs> Alrighty then, for episode 114 of Taylor Talk Taylor Swift Podcast, this has been Adam, Dan, and Steve, and Steve, saying have a great day guys, we'll see you all on episode 115, hope you had a good time here with us, we had a great time talking with you, yay, later (laughs) y'all, be sure to go leave us some feedback in different places, you know how to reach us, bye guys, alright, bye bye. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.